Hello, gamers. Your ears are in the right place. <laughs> You're listening to I Never Cast for This, episode 9. We're a podcast dedicated to Pokemon, apparently. Oh, that music's so classic. So classic. We're a podcast dedicated to bringing forth discussions or debates on controversial gaming topics and hopefully putting them to rest. And speaking of putting things to rest... <laughs> is that my classic game? Is that my Game Boy Pocket? So, this is Pokemon Red. Your Game Boy Pocket, I put triple A's in it. The screen was not working. And then I realized on the on the side here is a contrast... Oh, God, I gotta cut my fingernails. But the... Uh, the uh, the contrast ratio on uh, yeah. the Game Boy Pocket, so the screen is like blank, and then I flicked the contrast because I thought the screen was just broken, and I flicked the contrast, and then it came to life. So I nice. fired up Pokemon Red. I fired up Pokemon Trading. Oh, there's a camera. Pokemon I, Trading Card Game. Oh, that game is so good. That was Best game. game both ever copies. Made. Of, both copies of silver. Both copies of gold. And uh, they're all wiped. No save files on them either. Darn it! So, yeah, brutal. The only thing that had a save file, Michael, you, you know, the compatible Pokemon Home, right? Was Donkey Kong Land Three. Your save file is intact, so if you no play way, it again, yeah, still there. So I haven't played that since I was probably seven. <laughs> That's yep. wild. That is yeah, awesome. I'm so glad you did. It's that. pretty wild. Yes, that's amazing. Um, so before we get into the debate today on Pokemon. Uh, Sword and Shield, because there seems to be a lot of hate, and we're going to decide if the game deserves all that hate or not. Uh, Before we get to all that, let's just do our introductions. So the person who just blared all that Pokemon music into your ears is Erebus. How's it going, Erebus? It's going fantastic. How's it going with you? It's going great. It's going great. I'm very sleep-deprived, but uh, other than that, I'm doing well. We all, yes. All of us are fathers here this week, I believe, so... uh, just, this week. just this week. <laughs> oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was up till 4 a.m. because my dog kept waking up from the heat and panting and all that. So, yep, it was it was a fun fun night. But uh, yeah, uh, Africus is also here <laughs> joining us again for the third week in a row. How's it going, man? Good, man. What? Uh, I haven't really done anything the past week. No games. No nothing. Taking a little break. So, oh, life's pretty boring. But. Uh, nice. Nothing wrong with that. It's good to recharge. Good to recharge, for sure. And uh, returning for the second time to the podcast, we have Al Bondiel. He was last on the Achievements episode, I believe. So uh, welcome back, Al Bondiel. How's it going? Not too bad, bud. Back to work, living the dream. Back to work, living the dream. Last time you were on was, uh, like I said, Achievements, and that was back in 2017. So what is every little thing you've done since 2017? Pokemon. <laughs> pursuing his career that, that, i mean yeah that's all you need really there's, there's nothing else you need no that's I good i think man. i played some fire emblem too maybe a bit of fire emblem yeah nice you have a kid yeah almost two almost two nice Congrats, he's not almost man. two he's like 10 months old oh almost oh, two kids you moron oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I was like, why would you even lie about that? What's the point? <laughs> yeah. Uh, before we get into uh, what, we've, what we've been up to and all that, let's just do a bit of housekeeping. So the, uh, if you're tuning in on Twitch Live, uh, we're always 9 p.m. 
Eastern time, unless it's tonight when I am a little bit late because of the the dog. So I'll blame it on the dog. But it's normally Mondays at 9 p.m. Eastern time live on Twitch. Uh, You can always catch the VODs on uh, YouTube. And uh, we're also available on most major podcast networks. We're still awaiting confirmation from a few. Had to send out a few emails here and there because it's taken a bit longer than I expected. But I suspect COVID-19 has something to do with that. But that's okay. And we now have Discord. So if you're interested in joining our uh, our community on Discord, uh, feel free. The link is on our Twitch page. There's just a, a logo there of the Discord logo. And you can just click that and you'll get an instant invite to our page. So hopefully we'll see you on there. So, what have you guys uh, been up to the last week? Anything exciting, games related, or anything at all? Max raids. Max raids. So, okay. So, yeah, Albondial <laughs> and uh, Erebus. You guys have been playing. I know a lot of uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield, which conveniently leads to our topic of the week later on. But we'll get to that. So, uh, you guys are enjoying it so far, eh? That uh, is part we'll of the discussion. To, we'll come to that. <laughs> That's good. So you have you been playing anything else or just Pokemon so far this last week? I mean, like that Rocket League. Rocket League, yes. Lots of Rocket League, of course. Yeah, I haven't been playing anything else. Just Pokemon? <laughs> and Africa, as you no, said, you've well, just been taking a bit of a break, eh? Yeah, it took, took this week off at least. We'll see what happens. Yeah, nice. What were you saying, Erebus? No, I, I just... I. I'm getting more and more busy with the uh, the parenting thing, so I've like we all are, I guess. But the uh, so Pokemon is the only thing I really have time for right now. Yeah, and then there were two, and then there were two. Yeah, yeah. No Pokemon. I think you said this last week. The uh, the sleep button on the Switch is a godsend, right? Being oh yeah, it's it's amazing how many like three minute bursts of games or less that I have. Like it's in, a total dad console. It's yeah, yeah, it's insane. Yeah, and Pokemon yeah. Pokemon is perfect for that too, as well. Yeah, yeah. unless you're doing like yeah. an online ranked battle, then you're kind of it's not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> but besides that, it doesn't that, pause yeah. their screen too. Yeah, what's that? It doesn't pause their screen too. Oh, of course. Oh wait, that's why I keep losing. Oh, makes sense. Um, <laughs> so uh, anything else that you guys want to add before we move on to the news section? Exciting stuff. Okay, um, let's move into the the news for this last week. So we have uh, Erebus. You're going to talk uh, quickly about uh, something that 2K Games has done. Yeah. So uh, yeah, really quick news this week. Um, 2K Games released three of their staple franchise games onto the Switch. I think it was all on May 29th, I believe. Uh, which was Bioshock, Borderlands, and XCOM. So they all came out on the Switch. Um, a lot of people were concerned with the ports, how they would be, because the ports for a couple of those games, especially XCOM on PS4 and Xbox, were terrible. Um, lots of freezing, crashing, lots of glitches, FPS issues, those types of things. All three ports were uh, actually turned out really well. Uh, everybody's raving about them for the most part, but there is a fairly major controversy that would probably maybe a good podcast topic or subtopic that we could talk about later. But I think, uh, two of the, all three of the games, uh, have physical copies, I believe maybe not XCOM, but all of the, the other two definitely do. And they come with download codes. So they come with one of them comes on a Bioshock, I believe comes on a cartridge 
but you still have to do like a 20 gig plus download. Um, and I think Borderlands, I don't think it comes with a cartridge at all. I think it just comes with the download code. Um, hmm. So uh, the big controversy, I guess a lot of people are really complaining about, you know, what they're releasing physical games, but then requiring these massive downloads uh, for these games. And like when you look at a game like The Witcher 3, they put it on a 32 gigabyte um they invested a little bit, I guess, but they put it on a 32 gigabyte cartridge and, and made this really, well, you got it, California, yeah. you know, like it yeah. packaged really nicely. They had like a really cool, um, I don't know if it was a map or something that came with yeah, it. There like was a lot of there, love and cool. care went into it. and they, it, A lot of love and care went into it. Yeah. And a lot of people think that 2K is half-assing a little bit on their, um, their delivery of the physical games and like they should have just left, either left them just digital. Um, but a lot of people that buy physical games buy them because their internet might not be great. They're, um, so they, they don't want to download these major games. Uh, so they go and buy physical copies. So they felt a bit misled that they had to go home and then, you know, download 20 to 30 gigs on the, to their system. Hmm. So that's the, that's what they're talking about this week with uh, 2k games. But either way, I'm excited. I'm going to be getting XCOM when it goes on sale. That's one of my games that was on my list to try. So nice. I'm, uh, yeah, I played it a bit on PC. I couldn't really get into it, but I'm sure it, it I feel like it, on the Switch it would be excellent. Exact, exact same for me. I have it on the on PC as yeah. well. I just couldn't get same. it, but but it's those those types of games like those turn based tactical games. I, I love on the Switch. Fire Emblem. I until, really like until it. the Joy-Con drift hits and then you just completely go in the wrong direction. But <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we've talked about that a lot before. Um, yes. Yeah. So the uh, the other big news that was just announced uh, today. I don't know how long ago it was, but it was. I think it's certainly earlier today. The, there's Pokemon DLC coming. We know it's coming in June, but there's a big update coming tomorrow. That's pretty much all we know. So <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad timing for us, but uh, let's just speculate for a second. So what are you guys hoping to hear about the Pokemon DLC? First of all, does anyone want to explain what the Pokemon DLC is that's coming? So the Pokemon DLC is, uh, it's $30 American. I don't know what it is that is in Canadian. It seems to be like getting 30, worse. 30, 30, 600. The, uh, 600, yeah. So it's two DLC packages. It's one, the first one is called the Isle of Armor and the other one is called the something Tundra. Um, this, the, the Isle of Armor is releasing, uh, they're, they're announcing it June 2nd. Like you said, they announced it at nine o'clock this morning. I'm hoping opt optimistically or like real re- should say realistically it's probably gonna they're gonna announce a date sometime in mid to like the last week of june what a lot of people online are hoping for and i am as well is that they do some crazy shadow drop like they've done with other games so oh, some man. people are speculating they're gonna do some how people are speculating they might they might say at the you know how they have some of these nintendo trailers and at the end they're like available right now no. and then they just you know they just drop it that's yeah. what everyone's kind of hoping for to see if they'll do it um, so that, that beyond anything else they could show, if they could do a shadow drop tomorrow, that would be, that would be what, that would, that would be, be what made, would make yeah. the most exciting. That would yeah, be for sure. noise. Um, it's called the crown tundra, I believe too. Crown tundra. Yeah. 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 No, that's awesome. That would be uh, I, super cool. I personally don't see them. I mean, they're either, they're either going to, if they're going to be doing a huge update, it's either going to be a, a shadow drop, like you said, or. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it will be a shadow drop. I don't think so either. No. I, I'm yeah. wondering if it's mostly just going to be, um, I guess you call it pre-patch. Like mostly, it's going to be an update, but it's going to be a lot of stuff that will be coming with the game then. But of course, data miners will attack the heck out of that and turn it into all the information we know mostly about it already. Yeah. No, and I'm sure they're going to talk a lot about uh, 
new Pokemon that are coming and, and I mean, they have to give a release date. I mean, that's pretty much guaranteed, but like hopefully they talk about new Pokemon and I know there's different rumors going around about stuff that might happen, but uh, I think Erebus, you saw something about like mega evolutions might be coming back or something. There's a rumor they're bringing back mega evolutions. Um, they've already shown in the trailers, there's going to be Gigamax or Gigantamax, whatever the hell you call it. The uh, Blastoise and Venusaur. Uh, all of the starters, most of them are coming back from all the generations. Uh, they've already said that almost every single legendary is going to be coming back. Um, the big speculate, everyone's really excited about the Gigantamax Pokemon, um, because those are different forms, obviously. So the ones that are out now in the game are really cool. So everyone's speculating on hopefully that their favorite Pokemon will get, get form. So there's a lot of supposed leaks. Apparently Alakazam is getting one and some of the other, uh, popular Pokemon are, are rumored to be getting them. So that's what everyone's kind of speculating on Discord and Reddit and stuff. Yeah. And uh, Athricus, are you finally going to be uh, getting a Switch sometime soon and getting uh, hopping on the Pokemon bandwagon? Or? Uh, no. <laughs> Is that because you have beef with the game or just because you don't want to get a Switch? Uh, no, I, I'm sure the game is fine. Um, I'm... I'm uh, I don't know. I hear lots of good things, especially from you guys, that it's you know a fun game to play and, and whatnot. And I, I do really like the um, the open world aspect, especially you guys were talking about um, the expansion or the DLC having like multiplayer open world kind of thing. Yeah, that's my understanding. Yeah, that sounds yeah, yeah. like it should be in every game from here on out. Yeah. Um, and uh, no, I'm I'm just waiting for a Pokemon MMO, and then when that happens, I'm ready to go. Awesome, yeah. No, I'm glad you're here because uh, like uh, Erebus and Albondiel and myself have all been playing a lot of Pokemon, and uh, Athricus hasn't hasn't played it yet. But you are a diehard Pokemon fan, right? You played. I have played everything except for the Black and White series. You played everything which I heard except was Black amazing. And White, which is con- yeah. yeah, which is regarded as probably the best out of the best one. Yeah, which yeah. is funny because I haven't played since Ruby. Right. Oh, okay, so it's been a while. So it's been a while. Yeah. And I, I barely played black and white as well. I, mm-hmm. I, I barely got into that. Yeah. For whatever reason. And I've played them all. So, yeah, we're good to go. There you go. Ru- Ruby's Perfect. the one I played the least, actually, the original Ruby. But, uh, yeah, I'm interested to get your uh, perspective here, Athricus, on uh, stuff you would look for or expect in a Switch version of Pokemon, mm-hmm. like a first mm-hmm. console release, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, so I'm glad you're here for, uh, to offer some uh, input here. Okay, I think we're ready to get into the topic of the week. Okay, so uh, basically what we do for the topic of the week is I'm going to bring up a controversial topic. Then uh, in previous weeks, we've had uh, achievements, whether they belong in games. Um, we've had microtransactions. We say, uh, is Joy-Con drift a massive issue or, or is it something that Nintendo should deal with or not? Um so we bring up controversial things that we that we can al- almost always debate, and we don't usually agree on everything, which is which is good. It makes it fun. So the topic today is: Does Pokemon Sword and Shield deserve all the hate that it seems to be getting online? Uh, so I'm just going to do a bit of background to explain why this game is so controversial in the first place. Um, like us in 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 uh, on the cast right now, we all enjoy the game for the most part. Yeah, there's some issues here and there, but for the most part, we we I don't regret buying it, and I'm sure Albondil and Arabistone either. But we'll we'll get into that a little bit more. But 
just for a bit of background, so this is the first mainline Pokemon game on the Nintendo Switch. So we had Pokemon Let's Go last year, um, or twenty, yeah, twenty eighteen, and that was a remake of Pokemon Yellow. But that uh, dra- not drastically, but it did change a lot of the mechanics in the game. Like if you catch wild Pokemon, uh, you don't have to battle them. It's similar to the Pokemon Go uh, method of catching Pokemon if you played Pokemon Go. Uh, so this is the first time a mainline Pokemon game has been on a actual console. Every other Pokemon game has always been on uh, handheld, like DS, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy, and all those. So the expectations were understandably sky high, like really high. Everyone is expecting um, Pokemon Sword and Shield to be huge, like absolutely like game changers, right? Uh, So the controversy began when people started noticing the graphics weren't that great. So we saw the first trailer. I know uh, Athricus and Erebus, uh, we we were watching it uh, live together, I think. And, uh, I mean, it it looked good because we saw the wild area and we're like, oh, yes, it's fun. We finally get to walk around the third person. It's like the dream, right? That's what we want when Athricus was talking about Pokemon MMO, walking around and actually catching Pokemon like that. That's what we saw. And we're like, man, this looks awesome. But when people started looking more into it, they noticed, again, the graphics weren't great. The textures of trees were being compared to Ocarina of Time on the N64, and that came out in 1998. So <laughs> this game it, uh, came out, uh, obviously, in 2019. So the graphics probably shouldn't be comparable to an N64 game. So that was a minor, kind of minor thing, but it continued with Dexit, and Dexit... Uh, basically was only revealed in a side interview at E3. So what Dexit was, uh, was basically the developers were saying, oh yeah, by the way, you can't actually get every Pokemon in this game. And that was a massive, uh, that caused massive outrage uh, across the Pokemon community because ever since Pokemon Ruby in 2002, you can always transfer your Pokemon forward in some capacity. Some ways are easier than others, but you could always bring your old Pokemon forward. So there's actually only 48% of Pokemon from previous generations are still present. Okay. Um, Basically, Game Freak responded to this because people were obviously mad. And they said, oh, we don't have enough time to animate all 890 Pokemon. Uh, we, We just don't have time. They said the animations had to be redone from scratch. They had to make them higher quality to look on the Switch, to look good on the Switch. And this is an understandable explanation until people started realizing the character models and animations are extremely similar to the 3DS versions. And some Pokemon actually look identical, like no different at all. Uh, Another example is Hop, who is your rival in the game. He actually has some identical animations to How from Sun and Moon. And How is your rival in Sun and Moon. They They look similar, and some of their animations are literally exactly the same. The animations are kind of lackluster outside of a handful of moves that were redone like Hyper Beam, but like moves like Tail Whip and Double Kick are literally just the sprite of the Pokemon bobbing up and down or, or, or moving. Not, not even moving, it's just the sprite kind of bouncing on the spot. Okay. Um, just one more thing before we start discussing this stuff a little bit. Uh, th- this led to the hashtag Game Freak Lied. Okay. And this was mostly regarding the animations in the game. So as I stated earlier, Game Freak cut the Pokemon from the game because they said they just didn't have time to animate them. Everything was made from the ground up. But Reddit and Twitter users have evidence that Game Freak actually said, or that Game Freak did reuse models. And various graphic designers have backed this up. There's no real proof of this, 
uh, but it is extremely coincidental. And the general consensus was that if Game Freak wants to reuse models from older generations, that's fine, but don't blatantly lie to the community and use animations and sprites as a reason to cut Pokemon out of the game. So out of everything I've said so far, do you guys have anything you want to weigh in on? Anything you want to dispute or anything you agree with or, or what? I mean, I mean, is it a lot? Go ahead, Kelvin. Uh, I, I mean, is it possible that you know Game Freak? You know, they they said what they said before the game was done, and then they 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 got to the end, and they're like, "Shit, we're not done yet. Let's crank this up and and just throw in some shit at the end to to finish it off." So, I mean, they 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 said what they said, and they meant it at the time, and then you know later on they kind of they got to do what they got to do to get the game out. So, I mean, was it really a lie? I don't know the timings on this. So they said all this, I believe it was at e- during E3. So this was mm-hmm. in June of 2019 and the game released in November. Mm-hmm. Right. So it was late enough in development that it's arguable that they should know. I, it's hard to say to like, I, I find that a hard topic to talk about purely because Things looking very identical. I mean, I've seen wire comparisons and things like this. Um, and you don't know what effect even the Gigantamax alone had on um, had on, on sprites. Um, you really don't know if they had to re- redo those, if they're just enlarged versions, or if they actually had to animate them. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I don't know enough about coding to and, and game development to really be able to weigh in on whether Game Freak blatantly lied. Um, I mean, there's a lot of evidence to point that they quite possibly did, but I do find that one there hard to hard to dispute on either fact because, like you said, you can't well, until they really announce or until someone pulls up literally copied code. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those. Well, people have done similar things. They, there's something about triangle counts in different in, in different sprites and stuff, and apparently, like right. The, triangle counts are identical or off by two or three compared like if they were well but see then there's other ones like like noivern's off by a thousand in the face alone yeah so like there's a lot of on both sides of it once again like i said i i'm really i really don't know uh i'm not a, a pro or against that one because there's just so much evidence both sides of it um and like even to the comment of comparing trees to Ocarina, I mean, I've looked at photos and I don't really agree. Um, mostly because, I mean, it, they're also playing into an art style. They weren't trying to make Pokemon look realistic. Um, but they wanted whereas, to look good. I mean, if you look at Breath of the Wild, like that's an art style too. But like that looks beautiful and like trees there. Well, it's awesome. a totally different art style. Even the character types and everything are all different too. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying that they couldn't have done better. I, I totally agree. The water, uh, the, actually, the water effects aren't bad, but um, they definitely could have done better with a lot of the effects. Even some of um, some of the weather patterns and things like that are a bit lackluster, in my opinion. Um, but I, I think a lot of the graphics and things are to do with them. I mean. I think we'll talk, probably talk on this later, but uh, I mean, there's a lot of issues later in the game, especially in the wild area when you play online with frame rate drops mm-hmm. and connection issues and things like this. And I feel like if they had amped the uh, game to the max, um, I mean, you look at Breath of the Wild as a 
totally i mean it's beautiful but it's a totally single player a single player experience and uh, whereas you're going to a wild area where there could be 10 20 i'm not sure exact numbers but i mean plenty of people interacting moving around and you're getting frame issues if you had graphics that were even more intense um maybe they decided that it was better to leave it like that after stress tests yeah. because they're already having issues even with people who direct connect it um, perhaps it was a, a, a choice made to try and make better playability. Yeah, maybe. Erebus, what do you think? Um, I, I'm not, I'll, I'll weigh in on more on other, as we get more into the game. Like for me, it's kind of a non-issue and it, it's kind of a non-issue for me in a lot of games that like I don't get caught up in, like I'm not going to notice, like I played through Sun and Moon or moon, I guess I had at the time extensively. And, um, I, it, it never flagged to me when I was going through Pokemon sword that, Oh, this looks so much like Pokemon sun, like it ne- or moon or whatever. It never, it, I'm sure there are copied animations. I'm sure how and hop or whatever the, they are there, you know, they, they had similar animations and stuff, but like, I don't, I don't view the argument of it's, it, they could have made it look like breath of the wild. Like they, yes, they could have made it look like breath of the wild, but, and I think we'll talk more about this, but the features that they did invest time into, uh, I'm glad that they invested time into those features that I like. Um, and yes, the game could always look better. The weather wasn't great. The wild area has frame rate drops. Um, the animations on the Pokemon, there are a few moves that I see that I'm like, okay, this, that move was in sun. But again, it doesn't bother me because it looks, it looks, it, the look of it is satisfactory enough f- for me that it doesn't, impact my gaming experience when i'm playing have you seen double kick and tail whip and those moves yeah like literally nothing it's just the pokemon bobs up and not that's it like nothing happens and this is a game on a console right yeah it's uh it's a game on a console and i think yes as we as kids we all would have thought you know from what we saw from pokemon stadium and stuff back in the day that was a massive leap and um and that stuff but you got to keep in mind that like Pokemon Stadium, for example, had a crazy battle system and they added a lot of animations and made a big change for that N64 game, but it was just a battle game. There was no RPG elements to it. There was no walking around in a world. There was nothing. So they focused all of their effort on just the battling, whereas this game, they uh, they focused uh, on other areas that I think are were more beneficial for their time. I think, I think what they did, the towns, the exploration, I, I really enjoyed going through town to town and seeing the different layouts they had. Um, the caves, all the different things that they set up, um, I thought were fine. I thought I, I enjoyed going around, enjoyed all the, the the visuals of the game. Like they they didn't blow me away, and I played Breath of the Wild for eighty plus hours, and that game blew me away the whole time. But I I, I, I had a different experience with that game and a different goal in that game, or in terms of immersion that I do with with the Pokemon game. Yeah, well, that's good because I, I also did, find it, yeah. Go ahead. I also find it really ironic how the gaming community is complaining about copied move sets or um, uh, graphics for like tail whip and things well moves that aren't even used really competitively but anyway um, but I find it funny that they complain about that stuff but then they also complain that all these Pokemon aren't copied over but we'll talk more on that later yeah but, but those are kind of in my those are two different things I think animations versus just bringing Pokemon over well, it's just nostalgia at the same end of the day. It's 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 a nostalgia, a, a desire for nostalgia. But then when something else is the same, they complain about it. Yeah. It's it's kind of funny. I I know what you mean, but uh, 
but Erebus, when you were saying, uh, like, you, you, you bring me into my next point about the graphics, right? And you were saying, like, oh, they focused on, they have so much to focus on, like the RPG elements and stuff. And, and Pokemon Stadium was all about the, the battling, which is, which is fine. But a lot of the Pokemon Stadium fights look way better than Sword and Shield. And like you're saying, oh, like, that's not what they focus on here. But did you know that Pokemon is the highest earning media? uh, What was it called? They're the highest earning media. uh, What am I trying to say here? They've earned the most out of everybody. They beat Disney. They beat all these things. They've made $95 billion. Mm -hmm. Pokemon has. Okay. And Game Freak makes a game every year, okay? And they only have 143 employees, right? So if Pokemon mm-hmm. has all this money, why are they not just hiring more people? They could, they're could they a triple-A studio, yet Tail Whip looks the way it does, Double Kick looks the way it does, the animations are just copy and pasted, There's, they cut a lot of corners in different areas, right? So is is this acceptable? For a company with this much money, let Africa answer that one. He's talking about. <laughs> I don't know if a company works that way. Like, yes, I mean, we're are we were we talking about Nintendo or Game Freak? Like, it's well, like Pokemon is still a first. Right? It's Pokemon is still a first party or second party, whatever yeah. you call it. Like, it's it's still Nintendo. Right, the same it's still way. Nintendo, but I mean, are, are they're they're not going to take Mario money and stick it into Pokemon? Like it, it's usually sectioned off. I would think. Yes, and, like and Pokemon you, as a whole, this includes like the plush toys and the TV show and stuff. Like I, I understand that Game Freak doesn't have ninety five billion dollars to use. I get right. that, yeah. right? But they they must have a lot. They're AAA. They they have a ton of money, and they only have one hundred and forty three employees. So like, yeah, I mean, I yeah, go ahead. It's it's tough, right? Like, I I, I get it from both sides. I, I understand that you know it is a company; and they want to make as much money as they possibly can, so they're going to cut corners if they can get away with it. And maybe they played their hand a little too quick. Maybe they thought you know people won't care or whatever, and they 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 might have underestimated what we wanted. I, I think it's a general. So they've decided to release Pokemon games basically every year. Call of Duty decides to release games every year. NHL sports games decide to release every year. I think the common theme amongst those three franchises or three areas is that the growth of them, like Breath of the Wild, like we, I don't think Breath of the Wild is an accurate comparison because how much development time did they have on that Zelda game like in terms of lead up to it and, and all that stuff? Yeah. Like they, they, they release a huge, like GTA, like they release a game every, what is it? four or five well, i think they're just rumoring to do gta 6 now and it's years and years and years of development whereas pokemon po- punches them out every year so you can't expect like if i had to pick where they cut corners because of the lack of time that they have to develop the game but it means that i'll get more games out of them um tail whip and double kick would be at the top of my list i would say Go ahead, make Tail Whip look like complete ass. I don't care as long as the rest of the game <laughs> is good. But, but the uh, but the, I understand there's some people out there that that want, and I, I I'll get into this as we talk more about the features probably. But there's some people that want an immersive 
you know, almost first person type third person Pokemon game. I think that's where as kids, we might've thought it was going to turn into that kind of like a Pokemon MMO type world that game freak just decided not to go in that direction. And I think people are looking for that immersive breath of the wild type game that has a Pokemon stamp on it. Um, but for me, I'm not one of those people. So that's why it, the stuff that the, the, a lot of the stuff you're talking about doesn't matter to me because it doesn't impact my experience with what I'm looking for at a Pokemon. And that's why I, I just don't, I don't, I don't think it's that important in yeah, terms well, of that. I'm glad you said that. Cause about they're, they're churning it out every year after year after year, just like call of duty is in games like that. But like the fans are begging game freak to take a break and release a game every two to three years. Right. They're begging for that. They're saying like, take some time make an awesome game and and just and knock it out of the park right like what's and do like should game freak just be looking at sales in regards to like do, do millions and millions of games being sold does that mean the game is good but that's all they're gonna care like that we've talked about this before it's capitalism like they they they're they're printing out games with Yes, less effort probably, uh, and more volume that they're in terms of releasing it, and that's what people want. Why my counter argument to it is my so look at what they're doing now. So they have back at twenty years ago they released, you know, whatever many years ago they released Pokemon Red and Pokemon Blue. That would never fly today. In today's world, where everything is hyper criticized in terms, like in terms of releasing two games that are almost exactly the same, same content, full price games with a couple of different Pokemon in each game, with all the criticism about microtransactions and all the things we have now, that would never. I, I personally think it would never fly in trying trying to do that now. Um, it, it, it works now because it's just an adopted thing that that's been a, around for twenty five years. Um, but I don't think it would fly pack. now. Right, at least the double pack so, with both games. Yeah, exactly. So then, and then they release so they release red and blue, and then they release yellow, which again is the almost exact same game, but they put a little bit of you know you can get the starters and Pikachu follows you around, but it's still almost exactly the same game, same, yeah. almost the same graphics and everything. So now they have Sword and Shield, where they do the same thing. They release two games, but now they're putting out an expansion pass, which I like a lot more because now I'm paying thirty bucks instead of another f- full price thing to get more content in the game that I'm already working on. So it's more of that MMO type feel in that you're get paying for an expansion and you're expanding the game that you're playing rather than them release Pokemon, uh, you know, dagger or something like as a third version of the game. And, uh, and then I'm paying full price to add a few extra Pokemon in and maybe like a gym leader or something. This is actually a full on expansion. I agree. So I, I think, I, I think this yeah. is a good change as well. Right. Yeah. Rather than- well, I mean, and then instead of, because let's let's face it, expansion passes nowadays in video games, ninety percent of them are stuff the developers couldn't get done before the game would need to be released. So, like, ex- this is basically their their version of taking more time to develop the game is just adding more features and things to it later with yeah. an expansion pass. Yeah, yeah, because if, they, if would... they can release the game on time with just not everything in it, but it's still a solid game on its own, then yeah, I don't see any issue with that. And then you add to it too. I mean you'll look at Pokemon itself earning $95 billion. However, you need to really more compare Game Freak and their your yearly earnings. Like if you look at like Game Freak's yearly earnings, I believe in 2019, 
uh, was something like $125 million. But then if you look at, I don't know, EA or Blizzard, I mean, you're well into the billions. Um, they're, yes, they're making AAA games, but they, they make they make Pokemon. They don't make they're not as diversified. They don't have as many employees, but they also don't they don't make near the the profits. There's so many people taking a piece of that pie, right? Yes, exactly, and that's why they made the game called I believe it was Little Town Hero, and they were making that at the exact same time as yeah. Sword and Shield. So people yeah. were pissed about that too because they're saying they're yeah. not even using all the resources to make this brand new console game and, and i think that's where a lot of the arguments come from it's they're saying it's a lot of wasted potential because like i said it is the first game that's been on switch the first pokemon game yet it doesn't feel drastically different from the ds ones in my in my opinion and that's what a lot of people are saying online i'm not saying that's there's that's right or wrong but uh, and we, we talked about this a little bit but like nintendo did overhaul zelda they made a massive open world game they took a lot of time and made it and Mario Odyssey was also incredible, packed a lot of content. And the, basically the fans were expecting a huge step forward in Pokemon Sword and Shield. And I think that's where a lot of the frustration and anger does come from. Because the only real innovation was the wild area and maybe the max raids. But beyond that, like the game feels pretty well like the DS games. And do, do you guys agree with that or, or not? I wouldn't disagree with that statement. Um, I, I think it is very reminiscent of the DS games. There's a lot of features that are near identical. I mean, it's Pokemon. They wouldn't change everything. Um, the graphics aren't a huge, huge jump for, but once again, like, like Erebus said, that's not a huge thing to me personally. Um, I like some of the things they more focused on, which, like I said, we'll touch on probably later, but where they changed a lot of things in the competitive aspect. Um, I do think the things like max rates and the like are a huge, a, a larger step forward than what people are giving them credit for. Um, the fact that you can truly play a Pokemon game with almost anyone at almost any time um, is, a, is a lot different compared to what, what it used to be. It'll be really interesting to see what they do with the expansions, uh, how they make possibly better, possibly more uh, use of the ability to have multiple people in the same game. Um, you know, there probably could be some really neat things, hopefully, upcoming for that as well. Yeah, sure. But I definitely wouldn't disagree with the statement that they are. it was a huge leap forward in terms of uh, a lot of things people are complaining about. I think a lot of their arguments are justified. Yeah, I, I think that's what this all comes down to, right? Like, A lot of these arguments are justified, but do the games deserve all the wrath that, that they're receiving, right? Um, after this, I got a question for you. Mm. If you found a Pokemon in the wild, and you had all the Ultra Balls and all this stuff, even Master Balls, but you weren't allowed to catch it, how would you feel? If I sorry, say that one more time. So you go into the wild, you find a shiny Lapras. Okay. Okay. And you're like, oh yes, I get to catch a shiny Lapras. But then the game says, actually, no, you're not allowed. How would you react to that? Because this is a feature in Sword and Shield. Really? I really? strongly, strongly disagree with that question. <laughs> I yeah. That question is ridiculous. No, the it way is you not. That. It is it not. Is ridiculous. Because this happened to me lots of times. In the wild, I would yeah. see like a haunter and I was like, oh, yes, Gassi- or Gengar is my favorite Pokemon. In your, nine, in your 80 hours of the game, how many hours did you experience that? 
but the point is, if you're going through the game as a Pokemon, no. if you're going through on your Pokemon journey and you see a mm-hmm. cool Pokemon and you run into it and you're like, oh, I want to add this to my team. And the game says, oh, you're not a high enough level to catch this Pokemon. Okay. Let, let me let me phrase it to Athricus differently since you left some key points out of this question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's say you're walking. Let's say you're brand new to Pokemon. Okay. Oh, you're new. Yeah. You're, you're new to the game. It's first experience. Oh, similar similar to WoW. Let me let me. I'll, I'll pull. I'll pull. I'll get it. I'll, I'll tug at Athricus's heartstrings here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's say you're playing Guild Wars. Okay. <laughs> like, like what we used to do. And you ran around in Guild Wars. And we see these awesome people in armor, right? Mm-hmm. This sick armor. And we're like, man, I want, I want that. I want that. I want that armor. I want that. And you can then move to the right and there's a vendor. And for the amount of money that we have at the beginning of the game, we can buy said armor right away and wear it. Would you want to do that? No, I'd want to work towards it and get of that course. armor. Of course. What is happening in Pokemon is you can go into the wild area, for example, Run around and in the grass, generally safe, generally, generally okay. You go on a path, you could walk in, you could be level 10 or 15 and walk into a level 40 or 50 ride on. Okay. Like running around like a giant, like a, a scary Pokemon. We all know what that is, but just imagine as you know, you're playing it for the first time and there's like a, you know, you're playing and you're seeing Rattatas and Pidgeys and stuff like that. And then you see a ride on, right. And you're like, it's, it's like 20 levels higher than you. I don't think you should be able to catch that Pokemon, and I agree with them the way that they did it, that you can't... What, it, why would you be allowed to catch a Pokemon that's level 40, or in what... It, from, a, from a lore perspective, would Ash have ever been able to do that when he ran into a really high-level, you know, strong Pokemon? Would he be able to... Or but should, should, or, but or, should it be forbidden, or should it just be extremely, almost impossible? That's, that's what I was going to say. No. No. Okay. Here's here's okay. How about you? You're playing a Pokemon game. Let's say Pokemon Red, and and your brother has Pokemon Blue, and your brother's beaten the game, and he has a level 100 Blastoise he wants to trade you, and you get the Blastoise and say, "Man, this game is going to be so easy now. I'm going to use my Blastoise against this gym leader." Oh wait, my Blastoise won't listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why didn't they it's introduce just, that? It, if you catch the level 50, okay, fine, but it won't obey you. Why don't they just do that? Because they did it with creatures who, with Pokemon who aren't that, even that, on that common. are tra- that are traded to you, is how it it works. If po- if someone trades you a Pokemon, it'll say, "Oh, it's loafing around." Why not just introduce that to the main game? Why forbid you from catching Pokemon? To me, I I, 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 I hated with, that when I was playing. I agree with Kelthar. I think it should be possible. Very difficult. You should have to. There should be some sort of system to, to that. It is possible. No. No, but it will not. It will either not listen to you, or there will be some sort of mechanic where it, it like every second turn or something, it hits you in the face or something like something like yeah. that. Well, why not just level but, scaling? Why not just have everything in the wild area be at your? I hate level scaling. Level scaling is a concept in every freaking video game I that they are it, trying yeah. to put in, and I hate it. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> The wild. So when you're in the wild area, Athricus, there's a guy on a bridge that says, "If you cross this bridge, be careful. There's really strong Pokemon on the other side of this bridge. Because yeah. when you cross the bridge, all of a sudden there's crazy stuff. You can see like there's um, a Snorlax there's thir- waiting on the other side. Of the Snorla- bridge. Like a Snorlax waiting on the end of the bridge, and he's like level fifty or something. You can nice, nice. And you can go across it. And the thing about the game that I like is they don't restrict you. Like, you, you can go wherever you want. You just can't catch. But it. and furthermore, if you actually manage to defeat those Pokemon, you get experience still. Yeah. 
so I don't agree with being able to. I, I yes, I understand the controversy that Game Freak isn't giving you the choice to catch it. Um, I could maybe see your point of being able to catch it. Um, the problem is, is that they there's algorithms and things in the game that would mess like unless they've changed a lot of fundamental things that they have. Like you could throw an ultra ball at something that has full health and catch it. Like it, it happens. Like the whole up B thing back in the day. Like yeah. you could. Yeah, there's things that happen. So if you if the by coincidence you caught that thing, you know, unless they had a very strict algorithm in place. You could you could ruin your game like you, you uh, again you'd have to you'd have to have like the thing not obey you which uh, Pokemon they always obey you unless they're traded as far as I know so they have to change that mechanic that's been in the game for twenty five years so like you're you're, you're messing have, with that was the, also a mechanic they've changed that was for the same for the I last twenty five years so but I see they also have to make it that if you did go and level your guy say like myself I was really enjoying the wild area off the off the hop of the game. I went down and I kind of leveled my guys a little too high because I was catching all the Pokemon I could catch in the grass and just enjoying the experience. And so if they had a, a thing in effect where a Pokemon of a certain level wouldn't obey you, even like when they're not traded, then all my Pokemon would have stopped obeying me, which would have been a, a horrible experience as well. Uh, I, and not to mention the fact that because of how the wild area works, you could have ran to the end of the wild area and caught... I don't know. In my in my game, at least, you could have caught a Tyranitar at level. If using the stuff you're saying, it, it was theoretically good possible luck catching catch a Tyranitar if you have level like eight Weedle or something. Yeah, like, but you could do it level twenty five. It would be tough, but imagine how I cool took, that would be. I took down the Tyranitar at level twenty five. Yeah. Okay. But okay, Atherkiss, you had, you had a couple of questions. What was that? Um, I think my main question is well, actually, first of all, I, I, I it's certainly not out of this world for the Pokemon game to make it so that if you catch a Pokemon that's too high, it shouldn't listen to you. I, I know they'd have to reprogram the game, but I mean, there's there's precedence for that. Like in the anime, at least Ash had two Pokemon that didn't listen to him. One Charizard obviously evolved too quickly or whatever, uh, but also I think Primate, but I can't remember exactly what was going on with that, but yeah. he had a Primate that, that he took down but it was it was pretty violent. A- anyway, so the, there is precedence for that to the, to add that to the game, and I think that would be a cool com- a mechanic. Yeah. My question is though, for for what we were talking about, Michael, when I'm assuming this happened to you, right? Like you ran into a shiny something and you couldn't catch it. I didn't. I didn't run into anything shiny. No, if I did, I would have probably thrown my switch across the room. But <laughs> yeah. uh, there was lots of times when I would run into Pokemon I would want to catch. And I'd be like, I'd have to be level 30 and I'd be like level like 27 or something. And it would say, oh, this Pokemon is too high or whatever the text is that comes up. And it would drive me nuts. So I kept having to wait and wait and then go back to these areas to get these Pokemon. So it was literally telling you were literally, were you fighting it and beating it? You can fight it. Yeah. And you can get its health down and you throw, try to throw a Pokeball and it it will not let you throw it. Yeah. It says something like it's opening itself up. Only, it, could be, it could be two levels. In fact, you could, it could be one level. There's, there's different thresholds. It's like you have to be level right. 30 and then 40. It's like every so 10 levels. For me, for me, so that, that must, did that mostly happen to you in the wild area? It only I think it only area. happens in the wild area. Yeah. So that's, that's, the, that's the thing. So my play, the reason it didn't affect me as much is I, I, barely, I, I barely went in the wild area leveling because I, I had read online that you can over-level 
the story too much if you stay in the wild area too long. So I left the wild area primarily for Endgame. So that didn't didn't really impact me at all because by the time I got there, I had Pokemon in the '60s. So I didn't I didn't like it didn't affect me. I understand that could be frustrating, but that and I didn't like yes, I can see that being annoying when they're only two or three levels. So I would concede that if they were within a certain level uh, level distance of you that you could do it. But I still don't agree with if you're level 20 and, and there's a level 60 and you send out three or four of your level 20s to fight this thing and take it down, you can catch it and then just have a level 60 on your team. I well, think that's Why not just program the game that these Pokemon don't appear until you get to a certain level and then some kind of trigger happens to unlock them? Like, why taunt you with them? Personally, them I found it the other way. I, I was really like... I thought it was really cool that when I was looking around, like, for example, uh, down the Giants... Not no, Giants Cap, maybe, I think it's called. I can't remember the exact area. It's in the first area. You just go down over the bridges. I was exploring the area, and there's a Bisharp there who's level 50. And I ran in there, and I, I really actually enjoyed the whole aspect. Of you're running around, looking for Pokemon, checking out the wild area, and then this level 50 thing would come running at you, and he was super aggressive. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, freaking angry Saiyan, jumping at your face, trying to rip your toes off. Like, it was... The, it was. I thought it really, actually, really fun. And you yeah, had these things that yeah. chase you. And how rewarding would it be if you could just finally catch it in the end? No, I'm not going to agree with you on this. I was incredibly I, I rewarding when I got strong enough and came back and caught it and caught it later. Yes, that's that's the idea. Is that you I take? You felt incredibly rewarded by that. Like maybe you combine your Pokemon together and you take it down. And you you make it faint or something. But I don't think you should have the ability to catch it. I just don't. I don't. I don't see the value of catching a high level Pokemon that early in the game. I just don't. I don't see why. Yeah, there, should be a there, mechanic. Se- there were several times I took down things that were five, ten levels, twenty-five levels above me. I only done once, but um, and it was rewarded by a ton of experience points that my guys didn't rightfully deserve. But yeah. my guys got leveled really quickly, so I actually the storyline was a little easier for me because I had fairly overleveled guys because I did stuff like that. But yeah. I, I, I didn't. I gotta say, I wasn't bothered. I could see how people could be bothered by it. it didn't bother me at all because. Like so I viewed it as another challenge and another gateway, just like uh, 90% of other Pokemon you have to either catch or evolve or find. Uh, so filling your Pokedex, it was just another one of those things that um, a challenge to filling your Pokedex. Yeah, sure. We'll have to agree to disagree on that one, I think. Yeah, Africus? Yeah, sure, I'm going to sit in the middle. I'm going to sit right in the middle. I'm, I'm going to say I, I kind of, I totally agree with both of it, both arguments. I definitely want to see high-level Pokemon that are going to F me up real bad. Because I want that fear. I, want, I don't want this to be a freaking kids game anymore, man. I don't want to faint, man. I want the possibility of death at this point. But at the same time... Hardcore Pokemon. If Gyarados catches you while you're swimming, you die. You have to start all over. <laughs> yeah, you all catch over Pokemon, hardcore. they catch you. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they catch you. <laughs> but I, I, I think... yeah, I, I totally agree with what you're saying, uh, Erebus, that you shouldn't be able to just go ham and get all level 20 Pokemon to fight this one level 100, catch it, and then just stop the game. But I certainly don't think you should be stopped from catching it. I just don't think you should be able to use it in the way that you want to use. I think it should be either not listening to you or there should be something, some mechanic that I'm not thinking about. But you should be at least be able to have it and be like, oh, so... When I get that eighth gym badge, I can start using this or something like that. Like even if One it was in the game so. where it was like a ninety nine point nine nine percent chance you're not going to get it, but at least you can still throw the ball. And like if even if it missed or or something, that's a like, move. If it did that's something, right? But the I fact think, that I it literally does not that. let you throw it is an issue. Yeah. For me. 
you're, you're definitely well, more mad that you can't throw the ball at all. Yes. That, that's really it. Well, one thing, though, too, Atricus, that uh, Kelthar hasn't mentioned is that most of these Pokemon are always there. So it's not like you're going to finding a shiny Lapras. That's something really, but really hard to get. What if you did? <laughs> yeah, you're talking like that, that, that. That's why I think this argument, like, yes, it's it. We can, we're, we we're going to agree to disagree for sure. But like, mm-hmm. again, they focused on things that I think we still need to talk about that they did perfectly well that negate all of these minor, tiny things that and I, I understand what you're saying because I've seen it all over Reddit. That's one of like one of the main arguments I see about like them taking away choice from the player. I think a segue, not to take, I'm sure you have notes on what you want to segue into, but just very quickly, one thing I do not like that I I certainly think Atherkus would hate this feature. It didn't bother me, but I can see why he would. You cannot turn experience share off. It's the first game that done that. Experience share is, experience. That was going to be my next point anyway. Experience share is, is, experience share is mandatory. I don't agree with it. I, 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 I like having it on. I would, I would keep it on anyways, because I think the game flows better that way. Um, but because I think it's arbitrary, sending Pokemon in, calling them back to level up stuff and all that stuff. Like I, I just don't enjoy that part of the game, but I do under, I don't like the aspect of them taking away choice. Um, mm. However, that choice I don't agree with because it's, it, it's, it's, it's how you want to play the game. Whereas, you know, experiencing the game, it, it, it's still, you still play the game normally. It's just, do you have, do you, do you put more work in by having the experience share off? I think that's vastly different, though, than being able to catch a high-level Pokemon and then just face roll a game. So that's that's the distinction I would make. But I completely I would agree with everybody that's complained about that. I, I I think that was completely stupid of them not to you know give people at a least choice. have an option. Agree. Yeah. To, yeah. To well, turn it off. that was gonna yeah, agree on that. Yeah, I was gonna say that 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 was gonna be my next point. Actually, the the game is, in my opinion, and a lot of people share this opinion, the game is by far the easiest Pokemon game ever. Maybe no. besides Let's Go, what, but um, it, no. it, it's Let's the easiest go, yeah. one because the XP candies and rare candies are so plentiful. You could have ridiculously high Pokemon right away, the which difference I guess is, would, would combat that uh, issue with catching Pokemon in the wild area because you could just pump your Pokemon up like crazy because you get so many candies. It's ridiculous. Okay, this is where I want to get into this talk because, uh, you know, we're, I, I need to say this at some point. Heart Gold and Soul Silver are heralded from by most people as the top games in the series. Yeah. They're up there, yeah. right? They're like, a lot of people love it because of the Johto Kanto thing. I think a lot of it's driven by nostalgia, but they were good games. If you actually go back and play those games um, and look at the levels and stuff that were in that game, those games are not hard. They're not hard. I don't know why. I don't know why. No Pokemon game is hard. I have They're- proof to this, if I may, one second. Um, I beat the first game and the second game with one Pokemon. Right. I beat gold with for alligator. I beat, I beat red at the very end with just for alligator. Right. Nothing else. So yes, red was pretty, whatever was intense. He had the level 81 Pikachu and some higher level stuff, but the game was not. So I chose now here's where the gaming choice comes in again. Yes. Sword has the tools to make the game extremely easy. If you use experience candy, if you spend all your time in the wild area and out-level everything, yes, the game will be the easiest thing in the world. I chose to stay away from the wild area and I didn't use one candy. I didn't black out, but I had crazy fights with the gym leaders where sometimes I lost two, three, four Pokemon in a fight. 
uh, and it, we were at the end doing like Dynamaxing and all that cool stuff that you do. And they were, you know, it wasn't edge of your seat, like, you know, thrill ride or anything like that. Like I, you know, I still, you know, ran over them for the most part, but it, it was enough challenge for me that I still found it engaging. And again, I keep harping on this point. It's not what I look for in Pokemon. I don't, if I want a challenging game, I'm going to go play Dark Souls or something like that, that I want to like, you know, go nuts with and get like something that's really difficult to play. I don't play Pokemon for that reason. I don't play Pokemon to get constantly black out and struggle when I'm fighting gyms and stuff. So for me, again, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a moot, moot, mute, moot point that, uh, that, that people are saying the game is easier. Yes. It's easier if you have a, if you don't have the willpower to avoid the, the experience candies and all that stuff. Right, they're, they're there, but you can totally not use. I didn't what do it. Do you mean, I didn't, you don't. Doesn't that make it a bad mechanic? If you something you have to tell yourself and 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 train yourself not to use this. Like if you were playing Dark Souls and they had something similar to this, would then Dark so you Souls the still ability, be heralded as like considered a super no. tough game? You want the ability to to catch a Pokemon. You want the ability to catch a high level Pokemon and have that choice. But you're not willing to let to let the game give you the choice to use experience candies and make the game an easier experience or not. So you, you want like you want your cake, but you want to have the, the, the chocolate. And what, on top of it, too, they're unlike <laughs> games like Dark Souls and uh, Dark Souls and and you know Dark Souls like games that are out there that are considered incredibly hard. Um, I mean, Pokemon is trying to reach a very very varied. Wow, that's a hard phrase. Um, <laughs> an incredibly varied age group. You have people who love Pokemon who are like us and older, but you also have kids who are real young. For example, Let's Go was great for that parent-child experience, for example, um, where you could do... I mean, like, yes, the two people being able to control a Pokemon each was incredibly overpowered if you're trying to... You know, compared to a difficulty, but for a child who doesn't really understand how super effectives work, or you know, who's ten years old, like back when, look at back when you played Pokemon Red and Blue. Like, I mean, it was it was you thought it was hard, Salt and Silver and Gold. You thought it was hard back when you didn't know anything. So, adding things like rare candies in and and things like this are to help, I think, promote a healthy. player base not just to cater to you mm-hmm. know the hardcore people or the casuals but or you, just but you know how they how they grow the, the way to do that is difficulty levels like every other game has have a kid friendly difficulty and a hardcore difficulty or like what they can use different wording yes and i can agree with that if they had a hardcore setting where experience share was off and they made that would be an enticing feature you lost them yeah, your Pokemon faint, they actually die, and, you know, <laughs> whatever. You could do, yeah. like, a rated R version of the game or something. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but, but uh, they, yeah, that, that again, I would I concede that point as well, is that they that is a bit lazy on them that they could, because it's not actually changing any of the, it's not any work for them other than a little bit of code to yeah. just change. Like certain them. EVs on certain gym leaders and things. Yeah, they could do they, more they could have made an, a Just change some option. levels, do definitely. some stuff. They, they could definitely do that. But, again... A lot of people, because there is a lot of people, I've talked to people on Discord about this in preparation for this because I was, was asking around on, uh, on what people get. And a lot of people, and this is where I wanted to get into this point at some point, is the competitive aspect has never been done better in Pokemon than in this game. I agree. And a lot of people, yeah. and a lot of people, that's all they care about is they want competitive Pokemon with um, like ELO and all the different things. And that's what I want. 
for me, is a competitive Pokemon game. <clears throat> and they knocked it out of the park in this game in terms of how easy it is to access, how easy they made EV training, how easy they made IV training. I'm sure you're going to be talking about this. But they that like that for me is above and beyond everything else. Yeah. That yeah. that kind of lack lack the game. And if I want to get a better story and a better, you know, leveling experience and better blah 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 blah, I get that in other games. Yeah. And we're gonna get yeah. right and, and into that in, like- in one second. I gotta oh. head off for one second because the dog is barking his head off and I don't want him to pee in the kettle. <laughs> so we're gonna t- be brought back in a few minutes. So you guys hang tight, you guys can chat amongst yourselves. Yeah. All right. We're back. Sorry about the uh, delay, guys, on uh, on that. But the dog did not pee in his kennel. I came just in time, and I brought him outside, and we're all good. And he's not barking right now, so I think we're good. So sort of derail the discussion like that momentarily. But we left off with the game being too easy with XP candies and rare candies. However, mm-hmm. where did we end on that? Uh, with us disagreeing with you as usual. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I like where Mike was going with the with the um, the different levels, but I also think that in general, you know, the Pokemon isn't exactly about that anymore. They're trying to push people to more towards the collecting, which I think is a little ridiculous now that there aren't all the Pokemon in the game. But they want they want everyone to hit endgame quickly so they can do stuff but there. See, I, I would debate with you a little bit on that. Not debate, but I. Um, I don't think they're pushing people towards the compet- the the collecting. I think they're pushing people towards the competitive. The, pu- the VGC, yeah. the VGC stuff. If you look up VGC, the I, I, what is something gaming championships or something? I can't remember what video what exactly game what championships. For. I think yeah, video game championship. Yeah, so VGC is two v two Pokemon. It's on. It's it's endorsed by the Pokemon Company, Game Freak, and they're they're called the Pokemon Company on YouTube, and. Um, they're pushing it hard, and I'm and and the game is balanced, like well, fairly balanced around two v two play, and 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 around the four hundred Pokemon that are in the game. So, I, I think whether it's, whether it's successful or not, I don't know. But like VGC is the big thing that they're pushing for. Like they have big tournaments all the time, big cash prizes, those types of things, and they're really trying to push that that market to people. Um, and they've adopted it really well in the game. Like there's a full on, which is like right up my alley. It's a full on, um, ELO system there. You start in beginner tier and work your way up to master ball tier. Um, similar like rocket league or other games that we play. And you, uh, you go through a full ladder system. So for me again, I'm, I, I, I love that. And the collection thing. Yeah. I, I think it's kind of funny that they, they do focus on collecting too. And I do find it funny. The whole Dexit, thing or whatever they call it but um with the expansion yes we're having to pay more money for it but the expansion will address a lot of those concerns because they're adding around i think well we'll find out tomorrow i guess but they're adding around 200 pokemon into the into the game apparently so uh that'll get them up to 600 and then we're with we're, we're, you know i think there's 850 total or something so they're working towards getting them all in the game but, but they're not there so yet. yeah so doesn't only having 400 pokemon in the game doesn't that affect competitive in a way that you're going to see the same Pokemon all the time, whereas if we had 890 or however many there are, wouldn't you see a lot more different types of teams? Like, isn't it? Well, that that plays into my question as well, because with that, don't you think that it's such a nice, you know, good competitive game now? If they add those 200, will it be less competitive? Will it? That, be that's, a that's, a, that's, a, that's a concern. That's a concern. That's a concern. 
that's a concern in the competitive community right now on on the, the I'm just reading through discords is they're wondering like when the game first so there's they do series right so they're in series four i think and when the game first came out so series one i believe so much so much shit was banned it was uh they had you could not use dynamax or or, or i think it was just gigantamax they, you couldn't gigantamax at all uh and there was a list of pokemon that were banned and they've slowly eased that up um, I don't know if they patch the Pokemon themselves or patch moves. I haven't read enough into it to know if they actually make adjustments that way throughout the season to uh, to fix things. But either way, they're slowly releasing things in there. There is obviously a meta in the game, so there is a, there is a top you know there's a there's you know the top thirty or forty Pokemon. There's there's they're used a lot. Like Dragapult is used on thirty eight percent of teams. So yes, he's yeah. on of, of top like of actual competitive teams. So I yes, there is a lack of diversity and, so, and some of the excitement is injecting these new 200 Pokemon and seeing how that just messes up the whole metagame. Right. But, um, but yeah, no, I, I, I get it. I, I, I think that it's kind of funny that they don't have them all in. And I, I, I think I'm not, I'm not like, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of the game, but I can even, or I can even argue the other side to say that they should have, they should have put them all in. There's not really a reason not to have them all in. Yeah. But, uh, or, or at the very yeah. least, like their PR needs work because, they were standing, sticking to their guns and saying, yeah, we have 400 Pokemon, that's it. And future iterations of the game will also not have all the Pokemon. So, of course, people were up in arms. Yeah. But if they had said from the beginning, yeah, we're going to release some DLC expansion packs and we're going to slowly trickle in some old Pokemon from previous games, that would have lessened the blow completely. Like, that would have made people Well, I mean, even happier. if they had done something like said, like one thing I, I personally... Um, thought they were doing with it when they said at first was to, to try and keep adding some new Pokemon. Because I mean, there, there's got to be a point where they just physically can't maintain, you know, thousands and thousands of different Pokemon into the game. Um, and they, every iteration, they do add new ones. Mm -hmm. So you know, maybe making they were trying to. I thought they might have been trying to make the decision. Well, maybe we'll cut out a few Pokemon here starting now, and uh, just just to maintain one for balance for competitive. Too for just trying to be able to create new ideas and include more stuff. Um, I mean, and and it's possible that was their original mindset. Too, maybe they did. Maybe they did a complete one eighty and been like, "Oh yeah, people are people are mad, pissed." <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like they must have known that that like the game started out with like collecting one hundred fifty or one hundred fifty one or whatever. Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, that was like the biggest but sale. I, I think they knew it was going to be they were going to get backlash because like they said, they didn't do it on their main E3 direct or whatever. Like they did it in like, you know, like those treehouse segments they have for, for Nintendo. Mm. They, they did it during that. It was like, Oh, by the way, you're not going to have all the Pokemon. He, he like, yeah, <laughs> people are like, Whoa, pump the brakes here. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't think any of us are going to agree that that was the right choice. Like I, I don't, I don't think any of us are too happy about it. I mean, there's some reasons why they could have done it, but, I'm, I'm hoping that's the reason, but at the end of the day, the reasons they gave were also um, not great. We'll say. <laughs> yeah. No, I think we're all. I think we're all on the same page there. That yeah, not having them in was not a great move. Yeah. Um, for sure. So, something else I want to talk about here. Do you guys think the game feels rushed in any way? So, for example, like Erebus, at the very start, you were saying. Um, you really like the layout of areas. You enjoyed exploring caves and all that. And, and I, I honestly blatantly disagree with that. I, I think the games are, I, I think the areas are extremely linear. Uh, there's no outside of the, um, 
wild area. There's nothing really to explore. So if you think back in like Pokemon Red and Blue, you had Mount Moon and Silphco and all these like mazes and puzzles you had to do. But Sword and Shield had none of this. Like the exterior so, landscapes and, and all that stuff looked really good. Like the towns and everything looked good. But underneath it all, there was very little substance. Do you, what do you think about that? So I agree. So when I first played the game, I, I and I had that bias going in because all I, I so for full disclosure for anyone listening to this, I Calthar bought the game in November uh, when it came out, and I only bought it a month or so ago. Like I, I, I did not want Sword. I thought it, all I read all the reviews. I bought into all the, the negative stuff. And one thing that I read a lot about was that the areas were very half-assed. They weren't very detailed and stuff like that. So. When I first started playing, I noticed that there was houses I couldn't walk into. I would go into buildings and there was like no one in the building. And it was, it was, it was some weird, strange stuff like that. Um, but for whatever reason, I got more immersed in the game. However, where it, I didn't notice that stuff anymore. Once I stopped thinking about it, I, I actually enjoyed the areas like Winden City. I enjoyed that whole massive city where the whole like the championships are. I found there was enough to explore there. Lots of buildings to go through. Um the caves, yes. The game is extremely linear, I agree, but I never enjoyed Rock Tunnel. I never enjoyed going in Rock Tunnel and and going through and looking, like trying to find my way through it and all the ladders and trying to find and using strength to move boulders around and dropping them in holes and stuff. Again, I like puzzles and games. I love the shrine system in Breath of the Wild. Love it. But... Um, That's yeah, not what Pokemon is gyms. about. It's not, what, it's not what Pokemon is about for me. It's It's... it's like it's a game that I, I play casually, very casually in, in the sense of in, in terms of not not casually at the end game. I'm playing it a lot more competitively, but casually as I'm going through it, I'm just enjoying the, the lighthearted story that they have. And I don't want to get bogged down by getting lost in different areas and, and, and all that stuff. Like I, I actually enjoy the linearity of linearity of it. Um, I do understand the criticism, but I, I like who did you actually enjoy going through? rock tunnel and mount moon and all that stuff and all of the different ladders and different areas you had to you enjoyed that part of the game like is that what you're saying well for me like as a kid no like i didn't really enjoy it in the sense like all the random encounters getting zubat after zubat and and that kind of thing right but like i never enjoyed it but the sense of reward when you finally get through it felt awesome right it's the same thing that that has been happening to like mmos and wow and stuff they keep making things easier and easier but then not having that struggle takes away. But yeah, but I would argue, I would argue, Rock Tunnel and, and Mount Moon and stuff weren't hard. They weren't hard in general. Like they were running into complicated. They were just need. Yeah, that's what I would argue is that they were just needlessly complicated. Like look at um, uh, Seafoam Islands. Yeah, like, that was in, <laughs> in silver. Yeah, but the that reward was, was that you got to Articuno, which felt awesome. Right, but then is the, the argument I would have is is okay? They you could have made if they invested their time and made a shrine type system like breath of the wild, where they created puzzles to that level to get to legendary Pokemon or to get to the next stages of the game, I would have been completely fine with that, but not, not the old model, not, not making some massive cave where it's just arbitrary, like a complicated for no reason. And it isn't enjoyable in any way. And, like and perhaps I'm, I'm where I'm, skipped a bunch of generations as i mentioned i haven't really played since ruby but i did like the system they went towards with the puzzles where um you had the gym challenge and then went and did the gym leader and it seemed like they were onto something good with that 
right? Like the, the... Uh, and 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 yeah, and maybe they didn't go too far with it. Is this the first generation for that? I'm actually not sure. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So like, Africa, and, and you don't know what we're talking about, do you? Further. No. No. So that would and maybe that's Sun and Moon didn't have. Further. Well, Sun and Moon didn't have gyms. So yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Well, for for um, Africa's benefits, what they did was, uh, for example, I mean, they started some of them fairly easy, but. Um, I'll use the uh, Kaiba's gym, which is one of my favorite ones, the fire gym. Uh, you went in and uh, the gym challenge before you fight the gym leader is you had to, uh, it was a point system. You had to get as many points as you could, uh, but you were competing against other trainers, kind of like in the Safari Zone-esque idea, but you literally were competing with the trainer. So you'd go up against a wild Pokemon and you and another trainer would like double battle it, but you'd also be fighting each other. Yeah, it was really cool. It was really unique. It, it was a really unique and neat experience. Then there was another one where, um, I mean, the ice gym was a generic, um, like, once again, you remember from, um, I believe it was in Ruby and Sapphire, I think, but it might have been Silver, too. I remember one of the dragon gyms, used, or ice gyms, you used to, to walk through, and you had, to, like, the ice paths. Sliding paths, yeah. Yep, it was one of those. You had to pass through one of those before you could uh, fight the gym leader. Same idea. Um, so they, they, I actually found the gym challenge thing really interesting. Yes, yeah, some of them were a little easier than others, um, but I think they were on to something really neat there, and I'd like to see that develop a little more either in the... I mean, maybe they'll add some new gyms to the expansion, who knows? Yeah. And, and I think, that. like, a lot of the... Uh, uh, that Those mechanics were in the first few gyms, but I, I could be wrong, but I don't think the last few really had anything special. It's almost like they ran out of ideas and they were trying to rush to get it done. Yeah, no, I agree with I agree with that. It was it what they weren't like amazing. I guess I would just say what again, what did the other games do? Like I would like to know what the old games did that are so appealing. Because the argument I don't I I agree with the like I said before, I agree with the argument that Breath of the Wild like you bring Breath of the Wild into it again. If you had a game like that in the Pokemon world, that would be great. I think we can all agree that would be, if they could come up with a model with that game, I think it would be great in terms of, but they didn't have the development time to do something like that. That would be what I argue. But what is it about gold and silver or ruby or black and white or sun and moon or whatever? What is it about those games that make people so like, they're saying those are, everyone's saying they're much better games than Sword and Shield. And I just don't get it. I do not get that argument. I don't get why people say that. I honestly feel like most people's flaming is just rage over the Dexit. And they're just trying to find ways to complain about the game and rip it to shreds just because of it. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's what it comes down to, right? It's, it's the graphics aren't drastically improved. They took out Pokemon. Um, yeah, but you're not, you're not blatantly that, 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 lied and, and all that. No, no, but that's not, that's not my, my question. My question is what some people are literally saying gold and gold and silver or or sun and moon or whatever are are better games period not not like not that, that not because sword and shield were you know because game freak lied or because of all that crap that's just anger towards the company yeah. for making stupid decisions but why is it why what features do those games have that make them better games than sword and shield that's what i struggle with i just I mean, don't the understand only, the only thing personally that i nostalgically look back and see and those games, as you mentioned already, the fact that you finish an area and go back, the, the sheer amount of gyms and the storyline to it was much longer than any mm. other game to my knowledge. So, Calthar, so I don't know if you have on your list there, if it was there, we didn't really talk about the story compared to, about, uh, across the games. 
at all. Um, like in sort of that, field? Well, just the story, like one of the biggest criticisms of my criticisms I've read about Sword and Shield is that the story, like Team Yell, the rival, all just the story in general, the legendary Pokemon, all that stuff are much worse. Like the story is much worse than the the older games. Yeah. So I can tell I can give you a reason why people say that. Yeah. So a lot of people are saying the, the, the a big issue they have is besides the story being kind of short as well. Um, they're saying a lot of it is it's like they say for movies, right? Rather than tell what the, the story is, show it, right? And the problem with Pokemon is that they like there's things happening, like there could be like an earthquake, and you see all these people saying, "Oh my goodness, what's happening?" And you get there, and then they're like, "Oh, you just missed it." Right. Yeah. And then so, they tell you what happened rather than you actually seeing this big grandiose thing happening. Right. So that's it's a lot of so that, just exposition where you don't actually see anything. So I found I so that is my primary criticism of the game for me is when I was playing, I found it so funny. So Atherkiss in the game, you have a couple of different rivals. And then there's this professor person or professor in training that's following you around. That's kind of, you know, doing different things. And every city you go to, she comes out and she's like dealing with something called the darkest day. I believe it was what it was called. Yeah. Like she's dealing with all of this stuff that's going on. And it actually got to the point of hilarity for me. I was just laughing at the game because you'd see something happen and she comes out and she's like, I think at one point she was almost going to get your help. But then Leon, who's the champion, is like, we'll deal with this. You just go get your gym badge. Like they just yeah. kind of like, like they keep going. Pokemon journey. We'll take care of the big stuff. So the whole time you're hearing about all these things going on, going on and you're, and you're just, you're still, you know, just you're the story, the art, the, the overarching story is just, you're trying to become a, a, a champion, like, and, and it focuses primarily on that. And the rest of it is just noise that you don't get involved with at all, which I thought was really strange. Like there's no, yeah. so I found the story a bit until, weak there. Until the end, it, it you do some break. stuff, but like the end, you, the end, you help out a little bit, but I found it got really strange when those two, that sword and shield. I found that was almost like added on. It was very like weird yeah. how they popped out of nowhere and were like, Oh yeah, now we're the bad guys. Like it was really, like, I felt like they could have developed them more or something and or like put them out in throat or something. I felt like that was, was weak. Um, I didn't mind as much the, um, what you're talking about, Erebus, with the, oh, uh, Leon went and defeated the Dynamax Pokemon, out in the will, uh, that, like the random Pokemon Dynamax, because I, at the time I minded it, but then later when you actually got involved with it and stuff, I found it like almost kind of made up for it um, with the whole Shield and Swordbird guys. But I felt like they could have fleshed them out better and had them added in more... Um, I could have had a better flow, I guess, yeah. than what it was. I, I just found the story just not as engaging as past games. Like, you guys can probably remember when we played Pokemon uh, Gold and Silver back in the day. Like, you're go you see, like, the lake with the red Gyarados in it. And then, like, freaking Lance shows up. And, like, you start, like, teaming up with Lance and, like, taking down Team Rocket and stuff. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, that was super well, we were cool. Also, we, were, we were also 10 years old when we played that game. But still, like I played Silver again a few years ago, and like it's cool. Like I think it's cool yeah, to, to do that. And and Black and White, I think, is heralded saying it has a really good story because in that game they actually questioned the ethics of training Pokemon and is it right hmm. to be battling them right? Like yeah. more, even like though, like 
to what they could have done better in this game. Like, for example, when you go to the top of the tower, spoiler alert, uh, when you go to the top of the tower and fight the secret Pokemon, should I be able to say those names now, or should I keep this as a spoiler? Yeah, alert. Anyway, you fight the yeah. secret Pokemon, and but you walk up, and Leon is just, after fighting it, like, I feel like you, they could have had you fight it with Leon. Yeah. And, like, I feel like there were some things they could have explored better there. But it almost feels like they were trying to cater a little more to personally, and once again, this may be something they've been doing for a while in Pokemon games. Um, it felt like they were trying to make your rival your friend, whereas in the old Pokemon games, it's like they're almost like they were focusing on it a little too hard, whereas in the old Pokemon games, your rival, I remember calling him douchebag. I remember calling him, like, like yeah. giving him names because he was he, they were just a jerk to you. Like, ask but, us, do you, you remember that guy in Gold and Silver, like, the guy peeking in the window and then he, like, oh, steals yeah, both. Sure. Like, did you like that guy? And, and, and Blue or, or whoever, the, Gary, yeah, everyone, Gary, whatever you want to call him, yeah, for sure. Those, those, that was the way I, I liked it. I mean, I, the past two or three I played, the, he's yeah. You want a, them to be a jerk because then when you beat them, yeah. it's like yes, it's awesome. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah where Sword and like, Shield oh, when you beat Hop, it's yeah. like oh, I'm sorry, dude. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But I thought they addressed that because in Sun and Sun and Moon, it was Hal, right? Yeah, was it yeah. Hal in that one? And he was super like he was he was more annoying to me in that than than Hop was because Hop had the whole backstory of uh, living up to Leon. So Leon was being the champion, his, his older Shadow, brother, yeah. and being his brother Shadow. And there was actually some moments in the game that I you know were a bit reflective, where I was you know listening to his comments or reading his comments, and he was like he was pissed off because he couldn't he couldn't live up to him, and he kept getting more deflated the more you beat him. Yeah. But they also changed his Pokemon and stuff. That was that, that but, was meat exposition there. And they also had Bead, right? So Bead was there. As the asshole rival, in my opinion, beat like Bede was yeah. like they yeah. had that character there, and you still battled him. I thought it was a her for the longest time, but you battled him. Yeah, and uh, I thought that was that was fine with the story. I think overall, though, all of that stuff to me doesn't matter. Like the end, like one of the biggest things we used to talk about in Gold and Silver. I remember growing up was the end game was better because they had the mystery gift you did once a day. You could go battle, I think, Ash once a day. Yeah. They had some of those kind of features. Um but like think about the end game in in Sword. Like is there anything negative you guys would say? What would you actually you could ask it to Atherkus cuz he doesn't probably doesn't really know what the end game is. What would you want in an end game in Pokémon? Or what have like, past games had that you liked that you would expect to be in this one if anything? Um, the, the, uh, the Sapphire remake, um, Alpha Sapphire, no, Alpha Sapphire, yeah, that had a lot of, um, well, it was just catching legendaries, which I think a lot of the games have, had done. That was, was a funner system with, with flying around that and actually being cool. able to control the, uh, the, the flying Pokemon and look for the, the, the certain spots to, to catch them. I think that was fun, but so there's certainly some sort of exploration would be what I would want. I'd want to go and, and, and have a, and maybe that that's kind of what the expansion will be or the, the DLC will be. It'll be more of a, an exploring another storyline. Yeah. But. I think the DLC is addressing that. Cause right now there's only two legendaries in the game, right? You have Zaki and, or is it, what's his, what's the other one's name? Zen. Zaka Menta or whatever. Zaka. Yeah. Zam, um, Zam, Zam, I think. Yeah. yeah. There's the, those two dogs and, the special Pokemon like <laughs> that Avondia was talking about. 
that you see, and that's it. Like, there's no other legendaries that you can you can get now. The like I said, the expansion is bringing back I think the three legendary birds and like a few other ones and stuff. They're bringing back, and and the story is focused around a legendary Pokemon too. Yeah, which is which is cool, right? But yeah, it's, so it's good they're addressing that. But yeah, like I'll, I'll yeah, I'll say I miss I I, I miss um and I, it wasn't even something that I was in a lot of the games, but especially when I picked up uh, Omega Ruby, um. It was neat having your Pokemon follow you around. Yeah, yeah. I do. Let's go. Pikachu has that too, and then that's gone. And it's yeah. such Let's a go Pikachu thing. scaling down. Yeah, yeah. Like they had, like they had the fact you could see like an Onyx next to a guy, and it was huge, and like fall, and you could make anything follow you around. Yeah. You could fly on Charizard and all that stuff. And, and especially in in the wild area, how cool would that be? If it's if it, and if they actually made it an area, which I believe they're doing in the second expansion, where you can actually walk around in co op with people and hunt dens and stuff. If you could have your yeah. favorite Pokemon following you around, especially if it's a shiny sprite or something, like that'd be cool. I, but, I think people were hoping too that they were going to do something like, um, like in uh, Alpha, uh, Sapphire, and Omega Ruby, where you could fly around on like Latios and Device looking for hunt Pokemon. It would have been neat to have had that instead of the Corviknight taxis. Would have been neat to be able to fly around on your Pokemon to the city you want to fly to. Um, yes. Yeah. I mean, they could have just had it blocked by a storm or something silly to the places you haven't been. But uh, like, they, that, I feel like there's yeah, a big missed opportunity. Instead of having a bike, you could have said rode on your Pokemon. Instead of having, um, you know, different things like that, I, I feel like that was something that they had done well in previous games that they definitely could have taken advantage of because people liked it and it was, you know, not that hard to do. But for me, like, I have... I have I just crossed 100 hours in the game, and I was looking at my other games the other day. Like I was going on Sun and Moon and all the other games, and I had 30, 40, 50 hours on them. I, I actually thought I had a lot more, but I did I I didn't. And the biggest thing for me is the end game. So one thing they do Atherkiss is, which I, is really cool feature I think is better than the old games where you just fight the Elite Four over and over again. In this game, you can rechallenge the. Uh, final league or whatever it's called and you can invite your favorite character in the story to come so you can invite your favorite gym leader you can invite your favorite uh hop like your rival you can invite like anyone that's that you've encountered in the story like any of the main characters to be in the tournament and then it does like an eight or like an eight person i think four four on each side like an eight person round robin type or eight person elimination tournament and then you play through it all. So whoever you end up in the finals against, provided you win your matches, um, you end up against, you know, it could be anybody from the, from the, so it's varied, right? Not something I do at all, really, because I'm more focused on the competitive side and the wild area and stuff. But it, like they have that as an end game feature, which I think as kids, we would have loved that kind of thing. Like imagine you could bring, you could invite Brock and, you know, Lieutenant Surge to the Elite Four and fight them potentially with, with, with their, right? So it's, but, you know, so I think they did some stuff right that gets overlooked for whatever reason. I do feel like they could have made that a little better too. Like I feel the Pokemon are still a little weak. So I, I'm hoping in the expansion, because the, the biggest question people are asking now is everybody has level 100 Pokemon. So how what are they going to do in the expansion yeah, when everybody has level 100 Pokemon? Like, I, I, know, yeah. I, don't, I don't think anybody really knows. Like what are they doing to... I agree. I don't know why everything doesn't just scale up to 100 when you have level 100s. That, that like, there should be scaling. But. Uh, I'd like to see them um, with the new expansion do something. I, there was one of the games, I forget which one it was. I think it might have been in... Was it in Silver where they kind of booted you back to only be able to use certain Pokemon again? 
I don't know. Did they ever do that? I thought I thought there was one of them where they booted you back. To, maybe I'm thinking of a different game entirely, and I'm drunk. But um, I thought there was one, and maybe not even Pokemon. Maybe it was a different game entirely. But I would like to see them do something where it would be like, okay, you're in this new zone, and almost make it like a start over. That'd be really neat. Um, like, this is a new zone with 200 new Pokemon, uh, and they're only found here. Um, you know, and you're going to take the gym challenge all over again, but now your previous Pokemon are banned. It'd be neat. And then once you It'd beat be cool. it, if they could it, implement that correctly, I'd be all for that. Uh, and then, like, like they, yeah, it, it could be a little difficult, but it'd be neat to see them do something like that where you have to beat this, like I said, a new storyline stuff again, almost like a new game plus kind of situation. And once you beat it, of course, you can bring all your guys over there and do everything like you could before. But it'd be neat if they, uh, if they did something similar to the original Wild Air where it said, like, okay, until you get this badge, you can't use Pokemon above level 10. You can't use level 20 or you'll be out, or you'll be, uh, eliminated from the, from the league. Like, if, that's all they had to do was say that this league only allows Pokemon of a certain strength. And yeah, I would say it's even a type, even a certain type, you can only use electrics or you only use psychics or yeah, something like that. Too. Yeah, I, I think that's where they could be innovative. They need to put in, like, I think the hard mode would be good or some just gimmicky modes. Like, that would give it so much more replay value for people that want to play it just for mm. kind of story stuff or like just playing yeah. through the game. PVE, yeah, that's the word. If, the, if, if, like, it, like, yeah, set a mode where you can only use electric Pokemon or, you know, some kind of hard mode type thing or something like that. But I mean, those are challenges you can do for yourself realistically. You could. But, yeah. but the hard modes and stuff, definitely, um, where like all the gym leaders have you drain Pokemon or something. Or, um, like I said, I, I, um, Iron Man mode, like where if your Pokemon it faints, you can't use it anymore. I think would love that. That'd be a yeah. really neat <laughs> mode. Um, so, something I read online had, too was saying it would be cool if the gym leaders actually didn't have a type. Um, but a theme. So like if they had like a dino theme, so all their Pokemon were like dino types or like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Or like, but they did. Uh, yes. No, that they, would be, that would be good. It, while, or, yeah, go ahead. While we're talking about the gyms, did you think they did the gyms good? Like I thought they did the, I thought the gyms were like one of the cool, the fact that you pick a Jersey number and you actually walk out into the, the stadium yeah. and the whole Dynamax was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I thought and, it was well done. And there's a big crowd cheering for you. They made it a lot more like the show, right? So yeah. it's it's uh, yeah. And I found the gyms weren't too bad either with their Pokemon selections either. It was you couldn't really usually walk into them with just a single type advantage and just smoke through them because they would have like some of the more gimmicky Pokemon now that exists. Where like at the water gym, you could have a water electric type and stuff like this. Yeah. Where your usual picks will say didn't just automatically win, right? Yeah, so, something to do with the presentation actually was was another point, and we're running out of time, so we got to speed it up a little bit. But um, do you, a, a big complaint with the game is that there's no voice acting. Do you think Pokemon needs to have voice acting by now? No. Like at the start of the game, when you're launching the game, and Rose is in the middle of the arena, and he's saying, "Everybody, welcome to this huge event," but he's just I found out, that his, mouth, his mouth moves and text goes on the screen. Like, shouldn't shouldn't there be like some kind of voice acting at least in certain cutscenes or something? I wouldn't disagree with that, but I would rather see them put their resources towards other things. It, but well, that's, the, that's the thing. They have so much money. Why don't they make these awesome Pokemon games rather than... Why do they have they to cut corners? To. They don't need to yet. Maybe if it goes to shit, they will. Uh, the one thing as far as voice acting I would like to see is the Pokemon actually sounding yes. like the Pokemon from the anime. The that's only ones that do are Pikachu and Eevee. That's yeah, it. No, maybe I want Mew. All I don't, the sounds, I don't know yeah. about Mew, but 
But yeah. yeah, and that's the thing. Like, why do they still sound like 1996 sprites? Like, why do they still sound like they're from Red and Blue? Like, and, and Pokemon, and all, and this is another thing I wanted to say too. I read this quote online that says, "Game Freak is essentially banking on a player's nostalgia to accept substandard quality." Do you agree with that? Uh, so Game Freak is essentially banking on a player's nostalgia to accept substandard quality. And they use this nostalgia like with like even when you click an item, like click a, a or whatever, like that same ting noise has been there since red and blue. If you walk into a wall, that's still like mm, that that noise is still there. Right. Like, so are they just hoping players just keep that nostalgia going and that's what keeps roping them in? Like, is that or it's more of a if it's not broken, don't fix it. Like, there's certain things they don't really have to change, like that noise. Like, no, that stuff really bothers me. To be honest, matter, and or they're using it for you know they'll change it when they need some extra stuff to change to make more people into it. I would I would like to see the the economics standpoint of it because you you keep saying that like that they have so much money, but like the budgets for the games are actually a lot less than what you think. Like, for example, the budget for Sword and Shield is uh, posted at 23,750,000, uh, uh, whereas the budget for Call of Duty Modern Warfare was $200 million. Yes, that's what their so, budget is, but who who decides the budget? Who, and that's exactly what I'm trying to say. I would like to see the more, uh, the, more of the economics behind it. I would like to see, like... Like, if Nintendo like was able to getting... make a massive Mario Odyssey game and a massive Zelda game, like, if they really wanted to, they could say, like hey, Game Freak, go to who town. Decides and, and where this money comes from. Because, like, we're using stuff like saying that they have a $94 billion earned. But, I mean, that's such an realistically it's a number that's not great to use because I think that's in the lifetime of Pokemon. Yeah, it's the biggest media franchise was the word I was looking for earlier. But yeah. Yes, so they still doesn't necessarily mean that they've got they got a big media franchise, but I mean, they have to develop TV shows out of that money. They have to develop, you know, their toys. Their yes, they make profits off of them all stuff still, but they all the all these people that they're paying everywhere else. Um, I mean, I think they do need to allocate some more money to their actual games division if that makes any sense yeah i know i think if i if i was running a business like like running a company trying to make as much money as possible my main question to myself and to everyone would be is x going to make us more money if so do it if not don't do it yeah and this comes back to like, I think in regards to games sold, I think Let's Go Pikachu sold a lot um, compared to, I think, like Pokemon, the original Pokemon Ruby or something. So, like, when they bring back games or the remake, like, I think all the remakes did the best, right? And again, that that's sense. nostalgic. Yeah. And that's Playing the least amount of work yeah. for Game Freak. Yeah. Right? So, um, I mean, they don't need too much of an extra story, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, well, if they're remaking story, Pokemon yeah. Yellow or making a brand new game like Sword and Shield, what takes more effort? I I, well, I would argue saying if you're yeah. making a brand new game, that that would be yeah. I, I don't know if it's that much more effort. I don't know if it's like two or three times. Like the the only thing they have are the like they've got the maps drawn out and they've got 
the story done and, and the character models like realized, but not necessarily created or drawn or coded or anything like that. So I don't know if it's like two or three times harder to make a, a new game versus a remake. I would guess maybe, I don't even know what I would guess. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. Um, yeah, we do got, we do got to wrap it up soon. So we'll just, we'll just say, do you guys think Pokemon Sword and Shield deserve all the hate they're getting? So Erebus, we'll start with you. No, I don't think they, I don't think they need to, you've got, you've got a combination of people that are all fans of Pokemon for different reasons. Some people are the collectors. Some people are in it for the story and want them to develop it more on the immersion side and, make that MMO type feel or, you know, third person, first person Pokemon game. You have the players like me that just want this care about the competitive aspects of the game. Um, you've got a lot of different demographics as well. Cause it's such an old game. Um, that's, that's persisted throughout all the years. So you've got so many different things coming at you from so different angles, so many different angles that they're going to piss people off no matter what they do. There's a few decisions that I think we all agreed on that, you know, that they should have done, better or provided some options or not taken some features away. But generally if they had ripped the, if they had made a brand new Pokemon game with a whole different angle, not a top down view, third person view with a whole different way of approaching it. I don't think, yeah, some people would have been happy. Uh, a lot of people would have been mad because they would have, obviously they would have had to change a lot of the core functions of the game to, to, to change it as dramatically. So they, yeah, they're playing it safe, but fundamentally the whole substandard thing that you said before, I enjoy collecting the Pokemon, battling the Pokemon, fighting the trainers, earning my badges, working my way through the game, and then trying to make the best possible team I can at the end of the game. And that's the fundamental part of Pokemon. That, yeah, ultimately, that is, that is what there. Pokemon is. That's what Pokemon is. The rest of it is just noise for me. So, yeah, there's some annoyances, some different things there. But as long as I'm able to do that, build my team the way I want, do the whole breeding and EV training and all that stuff and make the strongest team I can and then fight people online, That like, if I can do that, that even if... I guess that's my substandard way of looking at it, that if they meet those expectations for me that I can do all that, then the rest of the stuff is just minor inconveniences. But they are definitely not innovating to the level that they should be. I think they could be doing better. But ultimately, the criticism that people are giving it where it's like a blacklisted game and people refuse to buy it and say Game Freak or Evil and blah, 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 I don't think they just, I don't think any of that's justified. Yeah, fair enough. Excellent points. Albondio, what do you think? I agree with Erebus, and I don't think the game deserves all the flack it's getting. There's definitely some areas they could improve on, but, I mean, realistically, what game couldn't improve on many, many, many areas? Um, they definitely were some things that they had in old games that would have been nice to have seen again, uh, and I do believe a lot of people are justified with a lot of things they, they are upset about. Um, game Freak's responses to some questions, uh, their PR not being so great. Um, they're, uh, the fact that, yeah, they, it would have been nice to have seen all the Pokemon, though I'm not completely tore up over that as most people are. Um, I do like the direction they've done with a lot of things, like the competitive aspect, for example, is, um, you know, yeah, certain training modes were obscenely difficult that they made a lot easier now to, I made it more, uh, f- casual friendly, I guess is the word that some people don't like, but at the end of the day, it, it makes a big difference to them, um, in the long run. Um, so, yeah, no, I don't believe the game should be blacklisted and raged about the way that people, a lot of people are. Um, but I do believe there are a lot of things that um, Game Freak does need to learn from some mistakes they've made. And hopefully they will make a bit of a more ambitious game in the future. 
Yeah, and I think that's where it's good that they're experimenting with the DLC as well. Being like, if because I'm pretty sure it's all in third person. So if people really like that, and the overwhelming consensus is that yeah, this is the way to go, then maybe their next game will be entirely like that too. So that'd be that'd be cool if they do that. Yeah, yeah. After case, you've heard arguments from myself, from the other two guys, and I know you haven't played the game, but based on everything we've said, do you think like people are overreacting with Pokemon Shield hate, or what do you think? I don't. Th- I I think they're overreacting a little bit and i don't i don't uh, i'm not 100 sure if this is real but i'm pretty sure game freak did come out at one point saying this is not going to be game changing they were pretty upfront about it being a safe move that they're not going cr- not to expect the world um and i i think Mar- uh, erebus said it you know they, they played it safe and i think they played it safe rightly so i don't i think the game was in development well before the switch was a huge deal so it would have been kind of stupid to put everything into it without knowing where the switch is going to go i've heard that too because i think they were uh considering putting sun and moon onto the switch i think Mm. and then they dialed back and put it on the ds and then i think they were planning on making sun and moon again and putting it on the switch but then instead they made Mm. sword and shield Mm. yeah that's that's a whole other thing but but yeah, like how much time do they actually have or how much notice did they have that, hey, you're making this game for the Switch, right? So that's, <clears throat> and like I said, their PR, they don't come out and say that kind of stuff, right? Whereas other yeah, companies yeah. might. But uh, yeah, some good points for sure. So hopefully we got uh, this this covered for sure. Like, and in my opinion, I, I kind of agree with you guys. Like, I think the game is good. Um. There is some wasted potential, in my opinion. I think they could have it could have been better in a lot of areas, but I definitely don't think the game deserves to, like Erebus said, to be completely blacklisted. Like I think it is still a pretty solid game. At the end of the day, you still can collect Pokemon, you can still battle them, and the the competitive aspect is actually better in this game than any other game. So I think it's still a a solid entry, and I'm frankly excited for the DLC news tomorrow. So yeah, anything else yeah, you guys well, want to throw in? What so what was that? I said, well, I'll be watching that. I'll be watching that live for sure. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Any other thoughts you guys want to throw in before we uh, move on to wrap it up? Thanks for having us. Yeah, no problem. Um, can we do the trivia super, super quick? Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. All right. We're going to move on to the trivia section. So we've done trivia the last two weeks. Uh, we started that in the Joy-Con episode, and no one has gotten an, an answer right yet. <laughs> so... This one you guys might know right off the top of your head. I didn't, so which is why I picked it, because I was trying to find a Pokemon. I was like, what can I find with trivia in Pokemon that you guys wouldn't know? And it was hard to find, but I got this. So uh, how it's going to work is I'm going to ask the question again. I don't want to see anybody Googling or doing anything like that. Also, don't look at the Twitch chat. So people on Twitch, you're, you can feel free to give answers if you think you know the answer to, but I'll trust that you guys uh, here on the cast are not looking <laughs> at the chat okay the question is one second i'm just gonna close twitch chat real quick yeah sounds good so again i'm gonna uh, ask the question it's multiple choice and uh, m2 says he already knows the answer even though i haven't asked yet so (laughs) i believe in him so i'm gonna ask the question i'm gonna go one by one if you know the answer for sure i'm gonna go to you last but if you don't think you know it then i'll go to you first so the question is what was the first pokemon ever designed 
So I don't mean created like in the lore, like which one was first, because I believe that was like Arceus, who's like the god of Pokemon or something. I don't mean that. What was the first Pokemon ever designed, like drawn out, made by the developers? Was it Bulbasaur? Was it Blastoise? Was it Ho-Oh? Or was it Rhydon? So again, what was the first Pokemon ever designed? Was it Bulbasaur, Blastoise, Ho-Oh, or Rhydon? So does anybody think they definitely know this? I think... Yeah, I think I definitely know this. Yeah. Erebus, what do you think? Do you have any idea, or are you kind of... Is it a toss-up or what? Uh, it's a toss-up for me, I think. Okay, we'll start with you. I don't think it's Bulbasaur, because that would be too obvious. I think, because it's the first Pokemon, like first Pokemon on the Pokedex. The game, the anime came out after the games, I believe. I think so. So the box art was Blastoise on Pokemon Blue. But again, box art is not done at the beginning. Ho-Oh was in the first episode of Pokemon, but his design, he was flying in the air, and I don't know if his design was done. And Rhydon seems like such an obscure answer that I'm going to guess that. Okay, so your final answer is Rhydon. Rhydon. All right. Um, Albondil will go with you next. What you Same think? answer. Going with Rhydon. Any particular reason why? Um, I will share after. Okay. And Athricus. When you first asked the question, I really wanted to say Lapras, and I don't know why. <laughs> but um, I, I'm I'm a hundred percent sure it's right on. One hundred percent. I am a hundred percent sure. Yes. Okay. So answers are locked in for the first time ever. Not only was an answer correct, you all got it. Okay. So it is. Ride on, and I, I thought this was cool. I actually didn't know this. So, where did you guys hear? You just randomly heard this sometime, did you? I randomly heard it from my cousin. Oh, okay. So <laughs> you know Travis. You know, have you met Travis before? Yes. He's he's a hired up Pokemon. Yes, not- I can I can see him uh, saying that. So I found this on Gamepedia. It says in an interview with Ken Sugimori. I think he was, he was an illustrator of the original games. Um. It's revealed that the original designs for Pokemon were more like dinosaurs. So this explains Rhydon's dino-like characteristics. You'll also find Rhydon listed as the first Pokemon in Red and Green's programming data. Um, He's also of statues for the... Yes, that's, what, that's the other thing I was going to say. If you notice the statues that you can like fish out of in Red and Blue, like in the gyms and stuff, they're all Rhydons, right? Ah! Yeah. So, how, did, how did you know it, Atricus? Uh, just inform. Uh, I've known. I've known for a long time. It's just random information. Oh, I can't remember exactly where. But I oh. saw like a little sketch of the the first sketch kind of thing. Yeah, and so I you guys I didn't put near, Pikachu. So in I I should get an extra point because I, I you win. I, you actually guessed it. I guessed it through <laughs> a little process of elimination. Yeah, whereas they were just new. We so just knew. I, uh, I I should get one point one points. Yeah. Oh yes, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I'll, I'll donate my point uh, to Arabist. <laughs> I didn't want to put Pikachu in there because I figured, like, yeah, no one's going to guess that because it would be too obvious. But yeah, no, that, you did it. You did it right. But uh, Rhydon was so like, and I thought Ho Ho would I, be I, tricky because he was in the first episode and he wasn't actually a Pokemon anybody knew. 
at the yeah, time. but he was just wasn't he just wasn't he just flying in the sky like as a sparkly like it, did it actually show him? It showed something. It didn't quite look the same, but it was it was something. It was similar yeah. to Ho. It didn't look like anything else. But like the closest it comparison was Ho Oh for sure. I would right. like to see them come out with a new Pokemon that like actually breaks it all and says that nope, that wasn't Ho Oh. It was this one. Yeah, <laughs> it was Evolve yeah. Forum of Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh yeah, there there is an evolved form of Raichu. Oh yeah, yeah that's there a whole a, other yeah, thing. That's right. Yeah, yeah. But he was never actually made, right? Never mm-hmm. heard of the game. No, because it was. I think the original Raichu was like really strong, and it would have broken the game. Yeah. Oh, that would have been so amazing. Oh, that. Did it have <laughs> it a looks name? Good. It, it, I don't know if it had a name, but it had a. It had a. There's a picture. There's certainly like a sketch drawing of it. It looks pretty sick. Yeah. Yeah. That was the other trivia question I was going to ask: Is what color is Raichu's cheeks. You guys know that off Same color as Pikachu? Is it yellow? It is, it is yellow, uh, yeah. I had to think about it. Yellow. I was like, is it orange? Is it yellow? But yeah, it would have been yellow. Because I think they're orange on the shiny form. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I think he's more orange than anything else. I think so, yeah. 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 Cool. But that was fun. The trivia is like my favorite part of this whole thing. It's great. <laughs> so it was called, it's called Garochu. Oh, that's right. Oh, that is. Yeah. Yeah. It, has, yeah. it has it has fangs and horns. It looks really cool. Yeah, yeah. But what if yeah. he's in the DLC? That would be a cool. Oh, game. I would lose my mind if that. <laughs> yeah. No, I can't wait. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Savage. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. Um, I think we'll wrap it up there. We've definitely gone. Uh, this is definitely the longest one we've had, but it was a great discussion. I think we uh, we made a lot of good points here. So uh, thanks, guys, for for being here. Is there anything uh, you guys want to? plug social media anything like that Erebus any new Twitch followers lately uh, good question I am at what am I at 341 my good, that was a drastic decrease wasn't it what was I at last week wasn't I at like 365 I don't know I don't keep track of your followers there must have been a lot of listeners that were followers that there's probably a new Brahala streamer <laughs> it's probably happening. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, trying to get this up to back to 360. So twitch.tv slash Erebus. There's one video on my channel uh, that's currently at 112 views from four years ago. Nice. On a good pace. It's good. You should link your montage. Yeah. M2 was saying he actually digs a longer format with a bit of a break. So yeah, we'll keep that in mind. Thanks, man. Ah. Yeah. M2 is going to be on a future episode too. I've discussed with him about that as well. Uh, Albaniel, anything you want to plug or anything at all? Any final thoughts nope. or final words? Nope. Love you guys. Love you too, man. And Athricus, are you still a ghost? I'm a ghost. Yep. Still I hope. <laughs> right on. Cool stuff. Uh, again, uh, you can, if you have any questions or, or any anything you want to uh, ask any of us or the, the uh, podcast in general, you can email us at inevercastforthis at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at I Never Cast for this, the number four, or you can follow me on Twitter as well at Kelther. Uh, we're also on Facebook. Uh, we're on twitch.tv slash I Never Cast for this, and you can watch old VODs there that are uncut and unedited. Uh, we're also on YouTube where you can watch the edited ones that are cut down. Uh, we have Discord now, as I mentioned earlier, so if you want to get on our Discord and uh, participate in the community, you can do that uh, by finding it on Twitch. The link is there. And I, at the audio podcast, you can go to anchor.fm slash I never cast for this. And we're also on Spotify and different platforms like that. Uh, leave us a review if you like us. Leave us a review if you don't like us. And tell us how we can improve. And 
with that, I think we'll leave it there. And uh, thanks again, guys, for being here. And for those on Twitch, keeping the chat going, we appreciate you guys as well. And uh, as always, we'll see you next Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. All right. See you next week. <laughs>